Please, end the line, Cortez! Well, 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 boys. Looks like we got a Mexican standoff. Guess again. We've got a sniper trained on your position. Nice try. But I've had an unmanned drone on that sniper's ass this whole time. You mean the unmanned drone our hacker just took over? You mean the hacker whose wife I just kidnapped? <laughs> you mean the hacker's wife who just filed for divorce? Bullshit! That marriage is rock solid. <laughs> I guarantee you it's not. I've been hitting that for six months. Boom. Threat cowboy hear that? We got you covered, so drop it. Looks like you got me. But you forgot one thing. I always bring back up. You mean Chuck E. Cheese over here? I didn't peg for a rat the day he entered the academy. Boom. Second sniper. Oh, you knew all along? Yeah. Well, I knew all along that you knew all along. Did you just get here, son? I knew you knew I knew all along, all along, all along. Well, it looks like we've got a real Mexican standoff here, boys. Woo! All this talk of double cross is making me hungry <laughs> for a slice of blueberry pie. Special Agent Blueberries Johnson reporting for duty. You were a sleeper agent? That's right. And my top secret mission? to investigate you for corruption. Sorry, sir. Wait, what? <laughs> You're investigating me? <laughs> who do you think you are, Blueberries? And who do you think I am? What? I don't know. Why don't you ask? You. No, that's impossible. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And this week we are going to be talking about James Cameron's Titanic. Ah, oh, just kidding! It's a twist. We're talking about <laughs> twist endings. Mm -hmm. Because I picked a movie where you expect the ship to sink and it does. <laughs> ah. What a twist. What a twist. So... Uh, <sighs> Twist endings are a really interesting thing because I think we can. Uh, I think people have different opinions of what makes a twist ending. I have a particular kind of view on it where I think the twist ending has to be you could figure it out, but you don't. It mm -hmm. has the information has to be in place for you to work out what is happening. I feel like twists now get construed with like information denial. It's not a twist if you didn't tell me <laughs> anything to begin. It's just it's new information. It's just shocking. 
it's something that has to keep your audience um, by the seat of their pants being like, what's going to happen next? I have all this information. Is this what's going to happen? Oh, wait, no, it's actually this. That's what makes it. It's different. not like a character dying at the end. Like, no. you know what I mean? Or no, it's, it's, the way I see it is you've got to have portents. So you need something in there that you've either seen, heard or whatever that exists before the final twist mm. that you can connect back to and go, oh, oh, now it makes sense, yeah. And you can actually make those connections. And I, I believe that's what makes a good twist ending is yep. that they exist beforehand and... You know, yeah, either I have it was to say, sometimes your grasp, or you yeah, didn't quite. Yeah. Sometimes it means that you will actually work out the twist before it arrives, and, and other times okay. it won't. Yeah, yeah, so. but I think when it does catch you by surprise, it's like it can be like truly goosebumps, like spine tingling moments. Sometimes that can really um, shock you, and and those moments in cinema are rare. And the only problem with them is you never get to experience it again. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's true. And I guess another thing with that, with the increasing, I guess, um, presence of social media are spoilers for twist endings. There's an urgency to kind of see these movies now because if you don't straight away, you will have that ruined for you. Yeah. Like, oh, Homer walks out of the cinema and Darth, Darth <laughs> yes. Vader was Luke Skywalker's dad all along. Oh, no. <laughs> I, although I do like the films that do have twist endings where it's that well-refined when you go back, you actually see it. Or you find a linear concept of, okay, it's not going to turn on me now. I can actually see where it's heading. And yeah. you sort of enjoy that fact the second time around. It's sort of like looking for Easter eggs. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Digging, d investigating, finding that extra mm. information and stuff. But I think there's something to be said of that, like initial like shock that is. Yes. Uh, yes like I remember, I remember, and I, I don't. I, I mean, it may be on one of your lists, and I don't want to go into it too much. But I remember the first time I saw Fight Club. Yeah. That reveal, I was just like, "Fucking what?" <laughs> <laughs> like, and then the more I watched it, the more you're like, "Okay." But that, that first time, I remember, like, I thought I was having a stroke or I was like, is this the right movie? Did I put the right DVD in? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, I think there's something very powerful that can be. And I think that's why people do like them. It's just, I think there's sort of a, and I think TV has sort of ruined them as well with, like, cliffhangers as twist endings and things like that, where it's sort of, um, it, it then becomes the staple of what you do every season and... You know, like I think, like directors like M Night Shyamalan, when you go into one of his movies, you're like, okay, waiting for coming? the twist. What's going to be the twist? Yeah. Oh, it was modern day. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. Yeah. And it's then the trees, like, yeah, like, man, it's the trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trees. But then, like, like stuff like that is like. It's almost like he had this idea and was like, "Well, I better have something. That's what they. That's what I do." Mm. Uh, but I have to give it to him. He he can pull it off sometimes. Like I have oh, to say, twice. Um, Unbreakable. Yeah, I, I was caught by surprise with that one, and it made sense. <laughs> it's all like, there. Like it's sense. All there. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "How could I have not seen that?" And that. I think was his best one. Um, Sixth Sense is probably the most famous one, but I just sort of mm -hmm. it, there was too many portents for me to not see it coming. But yeah, um, but that that sort of probably is a good illustration of how 
twists work and how effective they are because if you have had that niggling sort of undercurrent of ideas leading right up to the end of the film like something's missing something's not quite right and then you hit with it, it yeah it really has a wallop to it it's it great. can be, and it's used. I think, like uh, the, the, very often in kind of horror cinema, a lot has these twist endings that people always talk about, and things like uh, after the Sixth Sense, it was like the others, and then there was mm. like Identity, and I think people constantly carry on about the Saw franchise. Like each of those movies is built around this sort of weird ending, but a lot of the times that just feels like a denial of information. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, that like. Using Saw as the example, it, it's not quite a twist ending. It's just like a really nice reveal. way of making, yeah, reveal that actually makes you shiver because it, it was there all along, but not not in a narrative sense where you had any idea it would be. But the fact that it all centered around the with him in the room, yeah, and sorry, then not realizing spoiler. he was he was in yeah. the room the whole time, yeah, <laughs> and but it was. Which is like us as the audience. We didn't know either. So, mm. so it just had a chilling effect more than a twist of, oh, now I see. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So maybe the best way to um, talk about this is to go through our our twist ending. I don't have a list of bad ones because I just sort of was like, no, oh, I wouldn't bother with Yeah. No, yeah. there's no point. All right. So I'm going to throw out my first one, which is not a movie that a lot of people like. I might be one of the only people on the planet who, one, remember this movie and two, actually like this movie. <laughs> but it's called uh, Lucky Number Slevin. I like that movie. It's a really good movie. It's a great movie. What was it called? Lucky. Lucky Number Slevin. No, Stars, um, Josh Hartnett, Lucy Liu, Bruce okay. Willis, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, Ben and Kingsley, Michael Caine. Mm. Michael Caine's not in it, isn't he? No, Ben Kingsley as the Cockney. Oh, it is true. My <laughs> sorry, as the as the rabbi, the as, Jewish gangster. Yes, yeah. Um, it's a really clever. Oh, now I don't want to ruin it for you, Jason, because it's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's very. It's called um, the wrong man here in Australia, which is like the most generic shit name you could have called it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's might be why I didn't see it. Yeah, but yeah. in America, it's called Lucky Number Eleven, which is a much mm. more like appropriate name for the movie. Yeah. And essentially centers around this character of Josh Hartnett, who gets um, flies into town and gets immediately picked up by a group of gangsters. <laughs> Who's, who's he? He's staying in his friend's apartment. His friend's gone missing, and uh, his friend owes these gangsters a lot of money. <laughs> right, and um, they think it's him because he has no way of. He got mugged the same day and has no way of proving that he isn't Nick Fisher. Mm. And it becomes this very interesting. There's these two rival gangs, one led by Morgan Freeman, one led by um, ben, Kingsley. ben Kingsley, and then there's this assassin who happens to show up in town at the same time called Mr. Good Cat, who is Bruce Willis. Yeah. In one of his absolute best performances in the last 10, 10 20 years. And uh, it all uh, all this information is given to you kind of up front. And and you and and you'll kind of forget about it. And then suddenly when it all comes back to you, it's like motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the first time I saw it, I was just like, I saw it in the cinema and I was just like floored mm. by how well everything Every but even characters I didn't think were a part of it were a part of it, <laughs> and it messed with me. And I and it's like, um, you know, it's one of those movies I just really love. And it's quirky, and like a lot of the dialogue's very quirky and nerdy, like the relationship between Josh Hartnett and Lucy Liu, where they're like 
who's your favorite James Bond and all this sort of like really fun, quirky dialogue. And then, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. Mm. Mm. I, will, I will check it out mm. and try and forget the ending. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens. Nothing. It's a very meaning, very pedestrian ending. Mm. <laughs> all right. Here you go, Monica. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess um, I'll start off with um, a film I really enjoy, um, and The Machinist, starring Christian Bale. Which I haven't seen. Oh, oh another one. Oh, we're yeah. going to hit each other with all these twist endings and ruin them for each other. That's horrible. Oh, okay. um, I, won't, <laughs> I won't try and – I'll keep it spoiler light um, for you, but um, it's about this machinist played by Christian Bale. He's this emaciated um, – Yes, that, that I know. Yeah, and he's going through this turmoil where he thinks one of his co-workers is stalking him and he's trying to unravel who this person is and it's also in relation to a child disappearing, another co-worker disappearing and it's very much a psychological thriller into the madness of Christian Bale's mind <laughs> while also trying to Whoa. seek while also trying to seek comfort from um, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Not Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Jennifer Jason Lee. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a good choice, that one. Yeah, the, the twist, you don't really see it coming until the pieces start falling together, maybe in the middle of the second act of the movie, but all the information is available to you from the get-go. It just takes a while to sort of start picking up. Okay. Well, I, I mentioned one of mine sort of unintentionally, and that was Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, just uh, it for me, smoothly added that twist at the end where, you know, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, is it called Doc, Mr. Mr. Glass? Glass. Yeah, Mr. Glass. Doc, Dr. Glass. <laughs> I <almost said> Dr. <laughs> Mr. Glass um, is pretty much talking about the superhero and everything along the way and how you get all of these archetypes to it right up to the point where, Right at the end, you realise it. He He's is the nemesis. Is the, uh, the nemesis, and that reveal is so well placed in one the whole plot, how it all forms together, and um, I, I really admire how that works in the narrative. Well, it's also like you know, you realise that they never touched. Yeah. 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 Like, and it, and then when that when he finally takes the glove off and lets him shake his hand. Yep. To give him that other, like, like you know, a hero can't be complete without his... Yes. His his it's really like, oh, man. <laughs> it's one that I, I think I always, like I said, like, lacks impact. It may, you know, I know what's coming, but I still get that, like, chills. It's so well mm. done. Mm. Yeah, so that's my first one. Good choice. Um, Arrival. I haven't seen Arrival. Ah. Oh. Well, that's that's an odd one, isn't it? Because it's, it is. It's like the beginning is the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Very, very good. Um, Without ruining anything at all, it's yeah. sort of like um, things. The yeah, what you think has happened, mm. it has happened and hasn't happened, and it's it's an elegant loop that you find yourself in, but you don't know that you're in it until the end. That's the best way to describe it. And it's pretty perfectly... The emotional impact of it, I remember being, like, gutted at the end of the film and just being very, like, upset by what the movie had done to me. I just... I didn't... I did Because I didn't expect what it does. 
Mm. And it does it very well. Mm. Because you're watching a movie about alien linguistics and it, yep. and it hits you hits you right in the chest with this really clever, really deep mm. twist. That's nice. How intriguing. I'll have to give it a go. Um, the next one I have um, is one that I saw quite recently and I am I was completely floored by how good it was. Um, Parasite. The, the oh, Korean I film. still haven't watched it. Oh, <laughs> it's it's marvelous. I want to desperately. Um, it's such an interesting movie. It talks about sort of, I guess, the classism um, within Korea, and it's about this family trying to play this long con with um, a more affluent family and integrating into the upper echelons of Korean society by being servants within a household and um, replacing other workers as well. And I won't give the twist away, but I did not see it coming, but it makes complete sense. (laughs) Okay. Um, this one's a well-known one. I have to give it to it. Uh, the Usual Suspects. That's on it my is, list. It is on yeah. my list as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it it was one of those moments where, as he's revealing it, yeah, my hair did prickle there. I was just going, oh, what? No. Yeah. It just, I, I was duped. I was so duped, and it was so obvious. There was almost no one left by the end of the whole <laughs> film. Yeah. You still wouldn't believe it was him, and and, yeah. and it is. And, and like, it's, it's just, just uh, I think, um, like, uh, for a, a great example of kind of um, the misleading narrator and... Mm. Yeah, that it's almost all bullshit like it's the names on the mug and he just made it up on the fly and it's very cleverly done it's also um an absolute masterclass with the entire cast in that movie it's just so good it hits all the right points yeah as a movie alone the twist yeah it's it's a really good film and Mm. um, the the cast is outstanding yeah yeah awesome choice yeah it's on my list as well um, shall I drop the next one then? Yeah, go for go it. Go for it. Uh, absolute masterpiece of a cinema of cinema. Uh, old boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. What's old boy? Tell me more about it. <laughs> Haven't seen old boy. No. Oh my. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a bad um. All right, it's becoming movie recommendations here. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Um, you've seen old boy, yeah, James? Yes. Yeah, yeah that ending. Um. It's the closest I've come to vomiting. <laughs> um, anyway, the movie the movie is sort of without giving anything away. It's about it's a Korean film. It's about this guy who's kind of a bit of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. He disappears, and um, like as, for, as far as the world's concerned, he went missing. Uh, we mm. see his journey. What happened to him? He gets locked into a hotel room for like fifteen years. Oh my yeah, god! Something like that, yeah. And he's fed like strange propaganda, and he's gassed mm. periodically. And, and then one day he goes to sleep, and he wakes up in a suitcase in a field. Dear God! Uh, gets out of it, and he's given the name of the person who did it to him. Mm-hmm. But he has to figure out why, <laughs> why this person did this to him. <laughs> and yeah. he goes off on this wonderful adventure where he uses a hammer to. Redefine justice. <laughs> it sounds like one kind of movie. It's 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 <laughs> it's unbelievable. They re- they remade it, and the remake is pretty shit. Mm. With okay. um Josh Brolin as the the main character and Shato Copley as the antagonist. Okay. That's a bit odd, but um mm. the original Korean film is 
friggin' amazing. And mm. yeah, it's just like st- stylistically, it's very unique. It's yeah, it's very strange. It's a very if you haven't seen it, it's a very like the first time you watch it, it's a lot of like what mm. <laughs> like the the hallway fight. That's got one of the best fight scenes ever in a in cinema. Oh, how exciting! It's all done in one take. Mm. <laughs> down a hallway like you're watching a side-scrolling video game <laughs> it sounds great yeah I, it's I'm amazing on board. old boy old boy i'll give it a go all right um my next one is seven Ooh. yeah because it is again, it a twist i think it is it is a twist the 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 final scene yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the final opening the box to... What's in the box? What's in the box? I actually... Admittingly, like, the moment he turns himself in is, like, one of the most chilling and, like, unexpected moments <laughs> in cinema history. Yeah. <laughs> He's just this really calm, meek little dude, and everyone's ignoring him. He's, like, covered in blood, and no one's paying him any attention. Mm. But, um, yeah, that elegant mix of the reveal and how it sets up with his uh serial killer pattern mm. is um done extremely well it's like i i can't rate it enough yeah it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a masterpiece of a film and i mean it's david fincher what else do you expect <laughs> yeah see um, i've got two of his <laughs> ultimately <Good>. but yes, <gasps> uh, but i'll let you go next what could it be yeah <laughs> What a twist! <laughs> I've only got one left. What do you got? Well, you go. You're you're, you're next, so you give yours, and we'll see I've what it is. I've only got one left, and to That's me, right. it is still the twist that I saw it uh, probably inappropriately young to have watched the film, mm-hmm. and I remember it like shattering my reality the first time I saw it, and that is the masterpiece, Psycho. Oh yeah. yeah, that's on my list. Yep. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just—it's so well played with. But the um, like obviously we know that this guy's not right, and Anthony Perkins' performance is so good. But the whole movie, it's kind of like, well, he's he's crazy, but he's mum. Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> that, that film. It's to me, it's one of the most perfect movies ever made. It's Hitchcock at his best. Hitchcockiest. Is that his Hitchcockiest? Like the way he frames everything, the way he creates tension. Just it that, all, all oh, of it feels delivered. So, so good. It's just so methodical. And the first motion picture ever to contain the shot of a toilet. (laughs) Which is why they tried to have it banned. Yeah, right. (laughs) Not because of of the serial killing, but because of toilets. Yeah, because, no, I'm serious. One thing I love about Psycho, though, is it it doesn't have a really clear narrative at the beginning. It's sort of like it seems like a different film altogether right at the beginning until she gets to the hotel and uh, it's it's um, yeah, it's, this, it's this woman who's stealing the run, money from yeah, her employer yeah. Mm. yeah and the tone because it's 
so out of place for something like that. It that's what makes that ending so surprising when you head into that. Yeah. It's like you've you've gone with her on this going, oh yeah, yeah, things are all right, and then you get thrown into the nightmare. But um yeah, it's awesome. It, it is still quintessential and cinema. And it's that that and it's that that the the psycho switch as it's called where you change protagonist halfway through the movie. Yes. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, what a good pick. Yeah, Psycho. Actually, I had Psycho Psycho on mine, so you grabbed one of mine. That's all right, but but that's good. It just reaffirms its brilliance. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. Um, I have one that has um, two, I guess, twists in it. One I think is an effective twist and one not so much, and that is Christopher Nolan's The Prestige. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can see that as a twist. It's yeah. been a very long time since I've seen it, but I do remember the ending. Yeah, I think the more effective twist is the fact because you were given the information at the beginning is that Christian Bale has a twin brother. Yeah. That makes complete sense and it's a really good way to strengthen the story and to also really fuck with you, Jackman. (laughs) (laughs) And his reveal at the end that there's a creation of multiple clones using the Tesla machine, I felt was a really weak twist. Yeah. That's that's what Hugh Jackman's doing. Yeah. it, Yeah. it, It unfortunately took me out of, I guess the preciseness of what it is to be a magician in that time period and just sort of pushed it too far into fantasy into fantasy and the fantastical, which is great because it's trying to do it through, I guess, the Industrial Revolution. I don't have a problem with that. But I felt overall it was a bit, you know, the, it tries to make the film way too clever, you know. In it, in sounds, sounds like which Christopher is, Nolan in is, a nutshell. Which is typical <laughs> Nolan. I think he just goes for too much when – the reveal of Christian Bale's brother and what they had to do to keep that act up as yeah. a con would have been a great way to finish the, the film. Nope. We've got to turn Dunkirk into a <laughs> fucking yeah. jigsaw puzzle. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going for my next one, which is Fight Club. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. coming. <laughs> Uh, just not not so much. It its portents are so strange that they exist, and how it gets picked up, picked out, or sort of pointed out to you that you can't really understand what's going on because it's only in that reflection that you see that it happened, mm. and it did happen. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear Scott's family. Yes, <laughs> um, he's like but- a wrecking ball, that boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I I just love how it seems so obvious in the end because of the way that they never really have dialogue with each other in front of people yeah, only on yeah. their own and things like that. So it's it's done extremely well, but it's probably more because I love the film as well, just its anarchic, anarchic sort of tendencies. It, if is, you want. it is absolutely <laughs> one of those cult films that one day we will devote an entire episode to. Yeah. Mm. For the meantime, yes, it is shocking. The first time I watched it, I did not realize. Like, it just sort of like I got it. It made sense, but it didn't. Yeah, but it was also the way it was I revealed too, it. where they they're all saying, "Yeah, no, sir. Yes, you told me to," and so on. And you're sort of going, "What? What's, what's going on?" <laughs> you know, all the, his uh, army of uh, monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then the, the, the ending alone where, like, he's responsible for, like, the collapse of society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's the world burn to the pixies? It's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> All right. Has anyone got any others? Because I had one more. I'm out. I, I have one more, too. Yep. Um, it is a Spanish film by okay. um, Pedro Almodovar called The Skin I Live In or um, La Pio Que Lo Habito. Um, oh, no. I was thinking about something much worse. Come on. It is a messed up movie. Um, it stars Antonio Banderas, and he is keeping this woman prisoner in his home. And we don't know why he's keeping her prisoner, and it turns into this um, psychological sexual thriller that this woman looks a lot like his daughter but isn't his daughter and I don't want to give too much of it away, but it also involves um, Antonio Banderas' character performing some really horrific surgical procedures on his prisoner. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, nice. the, and the twisted relationship that forms from it. And there's also a splash of murder because, of course, there is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a Pedro Almodovar film. It is, like, you know, so much going on and it's very um, – it's. Like a horror telenovela. You were giving me um, uh, Boxing Helena vibes for half a second there. (laughs) Sorry. What a twist that movie has. But, yeah, it's a huge twist at the end. Um, I do recommend it. Um, When I saw it for the first time, the twist completely fucked with me. (laughs) I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I know the movie. Like, I know the movie. I've just not seen it. Yeah, I I do recommend it. it's probably not his best film, but it's definitely one that is um, outside of the box for him as a director. Cool. Cool, yeah. I like that. Uh, you've mentioned Nolan, and I have to have one Nolan film in here, which I believe does play with twists incredibly well, and that is Memento. Batman. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Memento's um, a good choice, yeah. Memento's yeah. a really good choice. Memento, so, so good, they made us study it at film school. Yeah, it, it's a twist on twists, and you're, you're getting twists as you go as it's revealing, and you're assuming, like the protagonist, that something is going one way, and then it gets revealed the other, and then you have the final point of the fact that he was responsible for his wife's death at the end, and it's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, so it it is amazing in terms of working with the twist but also the way it works with the time, time. concept and i think it i think it's something that um obviously I, we talked about it in tenet like obviously christopher nolan has this amazing fascination with time and the way we use time in cinema to tell stories and i don't think he's been able to replicate that no no that, no it's the best i've seen no i mean he tries in tenant to a degree i think but it doesn't come anywhere near as close to what he's able to achieve in Memento, utilising memory losses, this way of a fractured way of viewing time. I think Mm. because Memento seems to be something that is quite grounded in reality, whereas his other films, as time's gone by... Science fiction. Too science fiction-y and it overcomplicates what should be a simple story. Memento's Mm. a very simple story with a hell of a twist. Yeah. So that, that was my top of the list, that one. That's a yeah. It's a really good choice. It's a it's a movie that messes with you on multiple levels because I think like the like the protagonist, you're struggling to grasp reality. Yeah, and it's also a testament to Guy Pearce too. It's, yeah. yeah, he's phenomenal. He's so good in it. So good. 
perfect choices, guys. Twist endings. They can just by surprise, and when they do, it's all the reward. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. And I'm still Monica. <gasps> <gasps> Pop Culture is produced by and reported by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was a scene from Key and Peel, and the song at the end was the main theme from Psycho. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, or on Twitter at popcultureau.